It's the dictionary. 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 Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of the dictionary. It is the podcast that is coming at you every single day. All the days, all the days until I get to the end of the letter D, and then I will probably take another short break, and then they're going to come back again to you every single day. And that's the pattern that we're going to do until this book is done. The first word in this episode is descriptor. D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T-O-R. Noun from 1933. Something as a word or characteristic feature that serves to describe or identify, especially a word or phrase as an index term used to identify an item as a subject or document in an information retrieval system. Wow, there was a whole lot of additional information. So the definition is just something that serves to describe or identify. It's a descriptor. It describes or identifies something else. But more specifically, a word or phrase used to identify an item in an information retrieval system. Like, so that's probably like a computer program. You put in the information and it retrieves the information that you're looking for. And yep, you describe what you want. That's it for that word. What's the sound effect going to be? It's going to be... Yeah. The next word is descry. D-E-S-C-R-Y. Descry. First form, transitive verb from the 14th century, 1A. To catch sight of, as in, I descried a sail. And that is from Jonathan Swift. I think Jonathan... Mr. Swift wrote some books or something, and there's probably one that's real obvious that I can't think of right now, but uh, whatever in the story, in the book, whatever it is, he described a sail. He saw a sail. He caught sight of a sail. I will have to probably put in the show notes what what book that's from, because it's got to be something that I've heard of. 1B, synonyms are find out and discover. I often descry new words when I read this book and do this podcast because I, I discover a lot of new words. Number two is obsolete, to make known, and the synonym is reveal. It has been revealed. The etymology says it is from Middle English, descrien, which means to proclaim or reveal from, let's see, eh, yeah, that's kind of the rest of it. Anglo-French, Old French. There's more at decry, D-E-C-R-Y. So they just put a put an S in the middle or took the S out. I'm not sure which way it went. Uh, that's that for that, that. Yeah. Second form of descry, noun from 1605. This is also obsolete, and it is discovery or view from afar. Well, that doesn't seem very obsolete. Or Oh, it's the noun version of it. That's the one that's obsolete. 
So the thing that you see from afar would be called the descry. I think that's what that means. And yeah, now we just use it as a verb. Oh, I descry that thing over there. Yeah. The next word is Desdemona with a capital D. Noun from circa 1605. The wife of Othello in Shakespeare's Othello. I is I guess okay. Are we put, we're putting Shakespeare Shakespearean characters in the dictionary, so I assume we'll come across Othello and Iago and how many other characters are we going to come across? I don't really understand why we would put Shakespeare characters in here, but I guess sometimes people. Mm, maybe somebody could be called a Desdemona for some reason. I don't really know. But uh, yeah, wife of Othello in Shakespeare's Hamlet. No, it's Shakespeare's Othello. Yeah. The next word is desecrate. This is a transitive verb from 1675. I think this is probably going to be similar to, what did we have? Desanctify desacralize this is desecrate one to violate the sanctity of and the synonym is profane as in desecrate a shrine what would you have to do to desecrate a shrine first of all don't go desecrating sh a shrine or anything if somebody put a thing together that they uh, that they like that's sacred to them just uh, leave it be uh, but yeah, don't, uh, you could, you, you know, what? I'm not even going to tell you what you could do, because then I might give you ideas, like you can't think of ones on your own. Number two, to treat disrespectfully, irreverently, or outrageously, as in the kind of shore development that has desecrated so many waterfronts. And that is a quote from John Fisher. Yeah, that's, I think the waterfronts, Nature in general is sacred, and uh, it, it off a lot of them have been desecrated by condo buildings and big stuff like that just because people want that that view for themselves. But maybe we should leave it, leave it nice and clean and naturey so we can all enjoy it. Desecrator with an E or an O, that is a noun. A desecrator, so like the, the moon is filled with craters and if you fill it in you're a desecrator this is from uh there's nothing there's nothing that i can tell you about the etymology next yep desecration noun from circa 1717 now wait desecrate was 1675 that's a pretty good distance later to come up with desecration an act or instance of desecrating or the state of being desecrated. Yeah. Desegregate is next. This is a verb from 1944, starting with transitive. To eliminate segregation in, that's just the whole definition, but specifically, to free of any law, provision, or practice requiring isolation of the members of a particular race in separate units. Mm-hmm. This, I did not grow up in the, the 40s, the 50s, or before, 
or even a little bit after that. So this is not something that I have seen specifically. Oh, no, I should say I live in a time of desegregation, but I did not have to live through going through that process of desegregation or what segregation was like before that. But I have definitely seen pictures and videos and heard stories and all that stuff. And I just, I'm not surprised, but I can't believe that we ever had a world like that. And I'm, I mean, you know, that's just what it was like. But from my viewpoint and modern viewpoints, it's just, it's just amazing that things were like that. And, uh, and just really fucking terrible. Intransitive. To become desegregated. Uh, whew, yeah. I mean, I think, I think I may have to put a, a link in the show notes to talk more about this. And, you know, we, we automatically think of the South in the United States and having bathrooms and restaurants and whole, whole cities, city blocks, neighborhoods, water fountains, all those things, schools, the list goes on and on about how things were segregated. And it's just so good <laughs> that we got past that, but we still, I think, have a lot of hurdles to cross. Uh, but yes, we've made a lot of strides. The next word. Yeah. Desegregation. Noun from 1935. One, the state of being desegregated. Things were segregated, separate. People living away from each other or doing things separate because why? There's no good reason. And then they're in a state of desegregation where they're all, all put back together again. Number two, the action or an instance of desegregating. And I'm just going to say that there's a very good chance that I'm probably going to pick one of these words as the word of the episode because I'm just really glad that we... We, we were able to do this. Are there uh, are there places still? There must be. There must be places still in the, this country or other countries that are segregated in some form, either class or race or whatever. And um, yeah, yeah. Maybe we can find out the state of desegregation in the, the in the world. Yep, yep, yep. The next word is deselect. This is a transitive verb from 1965. One, synonyms are dismiss and reject. Two, to cause something previously selected to no longer be selected in a software interface. To cause to no, to no longer be selected in a software interface. As in, deselect the songs you don't want to hear. Mm, okay, yeah, we, there's so many, I'm not going to give you other things of what can be deselected in a software interface. Sometimes you have to select things and then you change your mind and you have to deselect things. Um, that's it, that's, that's deselect. I'm going to deselect that. I don't know. My brain's tired. Yeah, desensitize is the next word. This is a transitive verb from 1898. One, to make insensitive or non-reactive to a sensitizing agent. And the example of what you are making is 
a sensitized or hypersensitive individual. I definitely think I am, in certain contexts, a hypersensitive individual. So what can we do to make me less sensitive or non-reactive to a sensitizing agent? A thing sets off my sensitivity. Yeah. And we're all sensitive in certain ways, aren't we? I've always been one of those kids. I'm still a kid. Shut up. Number two, to make emotionally insensitive or callous. Specifically, to extinguish an emotional response. Extinguish an emotional response. We do, we do need emotions, though. You don't want to... Oh, there's more. There's more to the sentence. To extinguish an emotional response to stimuli that formerly induced it. So a thing used to give you an emotional response like fear, anxiety, or guilt. But then if you are desensitized, uh, you are now uh, maybe callous to that response, to the thing that caused that response. And then you don't react with fear, anxiety, or guilt. I'm working on it. Desensitization is a noun, and desensitizer is a noun. And I realize, I said I'm working on it, but to a certain extent, I don't want to be totally callous to emotions. It's, it depends on the thing, depends on the context. You're probably like this too. Yep, you. Yes. The next word is the last word. It's pronounced either desert or dessert, depending on which which form we're talking about. We have four of them, but only three of them are in this episode, and you got to wait until the next episode to hear the fourth form. First form, this one is pronounced desert, D-E-S-E-R-T, noun from the 13th century, a lot of people have trouble between this word and the other word that is sometimes sounds the same, which has two S's. It's a great word. That's not this word. This one, 1A, arid land with usually sparse vegetation, especially such land having a very warm climate and receiving less than 25 centimeters or 10 inches of sporadic rainfall annually. I've heard that the biggest thing that makes something be called desert is that it's dry. It's it's the lack of water. 25 centimeters or 10 inches of rainfall in a whole year is not a lot. And I think a lot of them probably have less than that. Um, Antarctica, I believe, is considered a desert because... It doesn't actually get a lot of uh, rainfall. You'd think that, oh, but there's like snow and water on the ground. Yeah, but it doesn't usually fall from the sky very much. So it's technically dry. And uh, yeah, that's what I've heard. A lot of the deserts are, um, they're, they're, near, they're near the equator. They're on the equator maybe or just north or just south of the equator because that's where it tends to be warmer and drier for certain things. If you look at a map, you look at a globe, a roundy you look at a flat map there's like a stripe of of brown uh right right around all 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 along the world there's this big area that's has a lot of deserts what are we on 1b an area of water apparently devoid of life 
An area of water? What sort of water is this? It's devoid of life. That's called a desert? Hmm. It's a bit of a different definition than a dry piece of land. Number two is archaic. A wild, uninhabited, and uncultivated tract. I guess people used to call that a desert. Three, a desolate or forbidden, no, forbidding area, as in lost in a desert of doubt. It, it's it's just all, all the doubt. There's nothing. You don't want to be there. It's a desert. Desertic. Desertic is an adjective. And desert-like is also an adjective. I, I don't think I've ever heard anything be described as desertic. That makes me think of sweets, desserts. This is from, let's see, the Latin verb deserere, which means to desert, like to leave, which is from de plus serere, which means to join together. And there's more at the word series. Hmm. So a series, like a TV series, is a number of episodes joined together to make one thing. We call it a season. Um, but so, so serere is joined together, but then de serere is to desert. They have separated from each other. They are des- all the series, all the episodes are deserting each other. And so I guess when you have, when you think about a, a big desert of sand, it has been deserted f- from all the, the living things and the water has deserted it. It says, sorry, we got to go other places. Uh, we're just going to leave you with dry land. The next word. Yeah. Second form. This one is also pronounced desert. Adjective from the 13th century. One. So the last one was a noun. This is an adjective. One. Desolate and sparsely occupied or unoccupied. As in, a desert island. And some people will say a deserted island. You could also say a desert island because it's describing the island in the fact that it is desolate and there's not a lot of people or no people at all, no living things. Two, of or relating to a desert. Three, is archaic. The synonym is forsaken. I don't think I've ever really spent any time in a desert. I'm trying to think. I mean, I've definitely walked through areas that are more dry, like, yeah, but, you know, I've never been to the Sahara or anything like that. That would be interesting. I don't know if I could spend much time there. I mean, technically, you probably shouldn't, but, uh, but yeah, it's like, okay, cool. Sand dunes. I've seen it. I could spend an hour doing that, and then I might get a little bored. The next word is the very last one for this episode. Yes, it is. Third form, and this one is pronounced dessert. Dessert. This one is a noun. The verb form is going to be in the next episode. So this noun, pronounced dessert, is from the 13th century. Number one, the quality or fact of deserving reward or punishment. This one is very different. 
the quality or fact of deserving reward or punishment. One or the other could be either. We don't know. Dessert? I'm trying to think if I've ever heard this. Number two, deserved reward or punishment. Or maybe it's deserved reward or punishment. And this is usually used in plural. Ah, yes, I have heard this. Because the example is got their just desserts. Did my, did I think that this was the the word spelled with two S's when you say got their just desserts? Like the thing? But no, this is about what you deserve. What do you deserve? Do you deserve a reward or you deserve a, a punishment? Once you get one of them, they are your just desserts. Hmm. I hope the desserts that I get are well-deserved. Number three, the synonyms are excellence and worth. This is from Anglo-French, the verb deservir. Deservir? And that means to deserve. So yeah, it's just what do you deserve in your life based on what you have done? We don't always get what we deserve, but sometimes we get what we deserve. Or maybe we always get what we deserve, and sometimes it doesn't feel like what we deserve. Just accept. Just accept the desserts that you get. If you're getting dessert, you should just be happy with any dessert. All right. The words in this episode were descriptor, descry, descry, desdemona, desecrate, desecration, desegregate, desegregation, deselect, desensitize desert desert dessert yeah i am gonna have to pick probably desegregation just because it's i like living in a state of desegregation i would be very angry if the the shops and things in my area were were segregated you know there's a lot of towns that may be technically desegregated but there are still often areas where certain people live in that area and certain people live in that area and um it's just a very odd thing and i think in in certain ways it's hard to get past that but uh it's a very slow process and i am very glad that a lot of people are working on it and uh you know i think we need more a lot of people just like oh it's fine my life is fine and i don't really think about it but Maybe more incorporation, more, uh, what's the word? More, I don't know, I can't think of the word. Just, let's just throw all the people together in one place. Let's see what happens. Um, yeah, obviously, desegregation was a good thing. I'm very glad that that has happened, and I cannot think of anything else intelligent to say about that. Not that anything else I said was intelligent in the first place. I like desegregation. I'm glad I live during a time where we are not segregated. Yeah, just makes me a little depressed when I think about what people have had to go through. Oh, the horror stories are really, really messed up. And uh, yeah, also just how it's still probably happening in other places in the world. Can we stop this madness? Uh, the, this is a time when I really wish I had somebody smarter than me 
uh, as a guest who can talk about this stuff more seriously because there's a whole history. I mean, we could talk about this thing for hours and hours and hours, but instead, I'm going to probably give you some links in the show notes and you can go learn more about it. That is going to be the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye. We are coming back for another season, and we are here to answer the hard-hitting questions like, did Jodorowsky's Dune inspire the modern era of sci-fi? Why did we get two Dune video games from the same company in the same year? What was the real reason Disney dropped the production for Nimona? Is it Kingdom of the Sun or Kingdom in the Sun? Why is Sting so miserable? How many monsters did Godzilla fight? Why do studios in the U.S. think it's okay for them to make Godzilla movies? The Haunted Mansion and the Pirates of the Caribbean ride were supposed to be connected? Is Crimson Peak just a reincarnation of Guillermo del Toro's The Haunted Mansion? Was Willem Dafoe really going to be a villain in Treasure Planet 2? And what what is is a a Star Star War? This season, we answer all these questions and more in the fourth season of How Did This Not Get Made? Starting June 17th, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.